from Nashville. This is Podcast Profits. My name is David Hooper. I'm joined by Jeff Sanders. This series of podcasts, this is really in honor of podcasting guru Dave Jackson. He's got a brand new book. It's called Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood. And one of the things that Dave does is he will open up the phone lines on his podcasts, School of Podcasting. He will take calls from around the world. People will call in and tell their because of my podcast stories. We wanted to do the same thing to talk about different aspects of the things that are mentioned in his book, Profit from Your Podcast, because there are different ways to profit from a podcast. And Jeff, we've got one here. This is, as Dave Jackson would say, a because of my podcast story. This is the classic Dave Jackson voicemail sent to us. Yeah, this is a great first clip of the guy who's meeting people you otherwise wouldn't meet. I know this is a story that has played out also in my podcasting journey as well. Uh, so I'm excited here to listen to Sam's story, uh, talk about how he has made a lot of great networking connections. Let's check it out. My name is Sam Breakgear. I'm the host of Brains Bite Back, and we focus on psychology, technology, and our society. I love martial arts. I've been doing martial arts since I was 13, and I'm a huge fan of UFC. And thanks to my podcast, I got to have a call with one of the legends of the UFC Hall of Fame, Uriah Faber. So basically, one of my co-workers had the chance to meet him at an event. He pitched the podcast to him and Uriah liked it. For the first time in my life, I actually felt starstruck. He was a really nice guy and the episode turned out really well. If it wasn't for Brains Bite Back, I never would have had this opportunity. This is one of the elements that I love about podcasting it gives you an excuse to walk up to people that the interaction might be a little bit weird if you're a fan and you're, you're gurming them, as we say here in Nashville. <laughs> it, you know, it gets weird. But if you've got a podcast, you have an excuse because you're a journalist. And I'm curious with you, Jeff, you've done several, a few hundred episodes, right, of your podcast. Yes. Have you ever had an experience like that where you've run into somebody on a plane when you're traveling and you're out speaking and you really want to meet them? and the podcast has led into an opportunity to do that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have done so in person. Uh, mostly it's online for me now, but I, definitely the in-person experience is there because uh, you have that introduction besides just saying like, yeah, hi, I'm a raving fan. And I'm kind of goofy. You can really approach someone and say, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. I have a show. And all of a sudden that person is listening to you because like, wait a minute, you have a show. I could be on your show. That could be good marketing for me. So the back of their brain, they see a connection. And for you, you've got an amazing opportunity to talk to somebody you otherwise would not be able to. And I find that those experiences are just so uh, rare for most people. But for podcasters, all of a sudden, those moments happen a lot more often. It works 90% of the time. So let me talk about the 10%. And I'll tell you a story of when it didn't work for me. I was at a music industry conference because you and I, we do a lot of podcasting within the music industry, the entertainment industry. We're based in Nashville. And I see a guy. He's a famous country singer. You would know him if I mentioned him. I'm not going to mention him for embarrassment for me and also embarrassment for him. I just interviewed somebody that he had produced and I was super excited to see him there because I wanted to talk about it. So I walk up to him and he's like, oh, hey. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just interviewed blank. She said, you're producing the new record. I'm super excited about it. I would love to have you come into my podcast to talk more about that and talk more about your career. You know what he did, Jeff? He said, oh, that's great. And he turned around and walked away. <laughs> it, was the most, it was the most awkward thing I'd ever experienced. Yeah. 
like I said, it works 90% of the time, maybe 95% of the time. So I'm going to throw in that disclaimer to say that just because you've got a podcast doesn't mean everybody's going to come kiss up to you. That is true. Sometimes it can be weird. Um, another connection to that that I experienced only one time so far, and may happen again in the future, uh, was at a conference I went to and I met someone and she said, wait a minute, you're Jeff Sanders, the host of this podcast. I was like, what? you know my podcast. She's like, well, yeah, I love your show. And all of a sudden, that connection with someone who, she wasn't a celebrity, but she was a listener. And having that kind of celebrity moment for me was this like shocking revelation that like my show can reach people everywhere and a total stranger might know who I am. And that to me was just a whole other level of like what podcasting can bring that I had never previously experienced. And it's just an incredible moment to be able to have that because for most people, those things are either rare or just won't happen at all. But it wasn't like on that last episode where she thought you were a different Jeff Sanders than you were, right? <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, she knew I was the correct one, <laughs> thankfully. You were the Jeff Sanders. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that I think is important when we talk about profits from your podcast is that you don't have to make millions of dollars to make a living in podcasting. You don't have to have millions of fans. You can make impact on people. You can make enough money to do what you want to do without having a huge podcast. Sam mentioned something that we talked about this on the last episode with the gig that you took because of your podcast, the speaking gig. And you said it wasn't a great match, but you know, I, I made it work. I thought what Sam was talking about here is that he turned a slight match into a great match, the psychology of fighting, because he's got a psychology podcast, not a fighting podcast. And I th think that's important to keep in mind when you are approaching people. Do you have any stories about that? Maybe you approached somebody that wasn't a perfect match, but you were interested in who they were as a person and said, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this a match. Oh, there's no doubt for me that's actually probably most of my interviews is that I'm trying to find people who I think would bring a great story, someone who'd be able to share great advice. They would have an interesting perspective on some topic that I think would help my listeners. And so for me, I'm not trying to find a perfect match because I don't really think that that exists most of the time. You're going to have a lot of people who can bring an interesting angle, some unique perspective that can really open up your podcast content areas to be so much more inclusive and so much more exciting and interesting because you're going to talk to people who have these bizarre life stories that can bring that you know amazing, unique characteristic. And then all of a sudden, the show just has more to offer to so many people. And so for me, I want my interviews to bring something unique, something interesting. So I love the idea of having a slight match because there's so much more to then dig into. Well, I like that about podcasting because unlike broadcast radio or mass media, broadcast media, you can get into these nuances. So for example, if you're a fighter, you don't have to necessarily talk about fighting and punching people or kicking people. You can talk about the mental aspect of it, which you might not be able to on broadcast media or in a soundbite when you've got just a few minutes to talk to somebody. You know, the idea of having a, a time clock is really restrictive for most mediums. And with podcasting, the idea that the clock just keeps running. And as long as you're interesting, as long as your content is worthy of being heard, people will continue to listen. And so I, I've had this question come up to me in my, in my own head for years is that, well, this interview is an hour and a half. Is that way too long? And the answer is, as long as it's an interesting conversation that provides value and the listener is engaged, then talk as long as you want. Provide that value and they will stay. And for me, that just provides such another opportunity to really say, I can dig in deep into a topic. I can really go the distance because why not? Yeah, it shows there's more to you. I think it's good for you. 
I think it's good for your guest. And I think it's good for your listeners. It doesn't dumb things down like so much mass media does. We just go for that lowest common denominator trying to get the biggest audience. And as we've talked about, you don't have to have a huge audience with your podcast to do well, to reach people, to make impact, to make money. It's all possible for you. But but with that said, you can still get some pretty big, well-known guests on your podcast. Some people are intimidated by that. What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever been starstruck? Yes. I mean, there's no doubt that I interview guests all the time of people that I follow, you know, in my niche of, of the world that I view as celebrities, even though they might not be household names, they are to me celebrities in my area of expertise and celebrities in my world. So when I interview them, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, one name of someone I did interview, Deepak Chopra, he's internationally known. This is a big name for a lot of people. And I interviewed him and I was nervous going into the interview. And what I realized with him, as well as with every Every other guest in the world is that these are just people. They're just human beings having the same experiences that we all are, and they're just sharing their perspective. And so if you walk into an interview like that and you're feeling nervous, you have those butterflies because you're like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing person. One thing that has just really like struck home for me is that these are just people. If you ask them questions, they give answers. You can have that chemistry. You can build that rapport. And then you have a great conversation. And so once you're at that level, it's no longer a celebrity and you. Now it's just two people having a great conversation. You and I, because of being in Nashville and because of the nature of how we set up our businesses, we do deal with a lot of people in the entertainment industry, many of them famous. I've certainly found that too. And to end this episode with a strategy that has worked for me, just find something to connect on that's not necessarily their work. It could be kids. It could be pets. If you get somebody talking about their pets, I don't know what it is about it. I think it takes them back to being a kid. Or You can see the grumpiest person in the world. Think about this. The grumpiest person in the world play with a pet and he becomes ungrumpy. <laughs> well, actually, I have a story about that one from just recently. I was on a Zoom call where my pug was in the back of my my video feed. And so the person I was talking to could see my pug on my bed. And immediately we had a, a different conversation because yeah. <laughs> he was so drawn into my dog. And I was just like, well, why is that so interesting? And I realized that people just love animals. And it really does bring about a different side of people. So if you can find angles like that, if you're going to have a difficult conversation or something, having a dog in the room can really change things. <laughs> yeah, start there. Start with the elements that make them human, not necessarily their work. I will say this, that another thing I found out with working with so many celebrities is it's great to talk about what they've done in the past and what they're known for, but also giving a nod to what they're currently working on. I think keeping in the humanity with maybe bringing in a pet or something, honoring the past work, but talking about what they're currently working on. If you're ever in that situation with your podcast, you're going to find that it goes a lot better when you don't just ask the same questions somebody's been asked a million times, but actually see them as a human. They're just like us, as you said, Jeff. They're scared. They're nervous. They're nervous about their next project getting out. They're no different. They probably just have a lot more people know them and watching them. So it ups the ante of, of the pressure that they feel. Yeah, and to that degree, you'll have guests sometimes on your show that they themselves are a lot more nervous than you are. And once you realize that, it kind of turns the tables as well. And you realize that these are just two people who want to sound great on audio, who want to provide you know great value. And so there's a little bit of a you know an angle there that says we want to bring our best selves, but let's just try to find a way to just have a great conversation. And once that established rapport is there, then all of a sudden the kind of the nerves die down, and you have two people that are really are doing something that 
that is valuable, but it takes a little bit of that experience to get into the mix uh, to get to that point. That's an important topic. You are the expert when you have a podcast. And if somebody's a guest being on your podcast, they are looking at you as the expert, as the one to lead the charge, get them through that episode, even if you're bringing them on as an expert themselves. On the next episode, we've got a great story about some people who were hobbyists at first, then through their podcast, because of their podcast, they became more knowledgeable about what they were talking about. And they started to become viewed as experts themselves. They created a new job for themselves. It's a great story. That is coming up on the next episode of Podcast Profits. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already gotten the book from Dave Jackson, Profit From Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood. It's got some great step-by-step advice for you if you want to get into podcasting yourself. That is available wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode to talk about becoming an expert on your podcast. We've got a great story for you. I'm going to talk about how you can do it yourself. We'll see you then.